Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. What you want to understand is that the Holy Spirit is God. Amen. The Holy Spirit is God. You see, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're not talking about something separate and apart from your relationship with with the Father or or with Jesus, because you want to remember that it is one God, but this one God, guys, is revealing himself to us as Father This one God is revealing himself to us as the Son, as Jesus, and this one God is revealing himself to us as the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people say, well, it's one God and three persons, or you can say it's one God and uh, three functions. The Father has a specific function. Jesus has a specific function, which is, of course, salvation. And, and uh, the Holy Spirit has a specific function as well, as we will see. And so what you want to understand is that it's one God. And guys, we want to also understand that this is something you can't really comprehend with the mind. In fact, the Holy Spirit is going to help you, as you're going to see as we uh, go through this series here, you're going to see that the Holy Spirit actually helps you to understand spiritual truths. You see, spiritual truths is not something that's necessarily going to make sense to your mind. It's not necessarily be something that you can just intellectually understand. And so the Holy Spirit's job, one of his many functions, guys, is to make these spiritual truths real to you to make the Word of God uh, real to you in your life. And so, depending on the Holy Spirit is is absolutely crucial, guys. And so, what I want to do tonight is I want to start here in the book of Zechariah, and I want to show you guys the importance of the Holy Spirit's role when it comes to the grace of God. Now, here in the book of Zechariah, let's jump into it, guys. Uh, Chapter 4, verse 6. Watch what he says here. He says, then, ans- then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Now watch this, guys. He says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And so stop right there. God is saying, What's getting ready to happen, it's not going to be by might. It's not going to be by your power, by your self-effort. No, it's going to be by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now, a little bit of background to what's going on here in the book of Zechariah is that this is actually speaking in context, guys, of a time when, when Zerubbabel, who was the governor of Israel at the time, Zerubbabel was actually tasked with rebuilding the temple. The temple was destroyed. This is after the ex- exile to Babylon, and they just came back into, um, they came back into, uh, into their own land. And so what happened was the temple was destroyed and Zerubbabel was being tasked with rebuilding the temple, which was a very difficult task because they were in hostile territory. And so there was a lot of uh, stuff going on. And so in the natural, this seemed like something that was impossible. 
an impossible task to rebuild the temple. In fact, in the natural, it felt like a mountain. That's what he's talking about in verse 7. Verse 7, he says, Who art thou, O great mountain? Watch this, guys. Who art thou, O great mountain? I want you to think about some of the mountains in your life right now, guys. You see, God is saying, you, you are to say, Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings crying, Grace, grace unto it. And so God is saying through the prophet Zechariah, he's saying to Zerubbabel, You're being tasked with rebuilding this temple. It seems like a great mountain, but you're going to be able to fulfill it. And what he's saying is, it's not going to be by your self-effort. It's not going to be by your human mind. It's not going to be by your power. It's not going to be by your cleverness. It's not going to be by your smarts. No, it's going to be glory to God by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And he says, you will say to this mountain, the mountain of rebuilding that temple, you're going to be saying, who art thou, O great mountain? And the mountain is going to become a plain, and he's going to finish it. He says, you're going to bring forth the headstone thereof. The headstone is talking about the capstone. It's talking about the final piece in the rebuilding the temple. And so you're going to bring forth that final, that capstone, that headstone. And all you're going to say is grace, grace. In other words, you're going to say, oh, this wasn't my doing. No, I didn't do this through my own might. I didn't do this through my own effort. I wasn't healed by my own self-effort. No, I wasn't delivered by my own self-effort. I didn't see that breakthrough glory to God uh, through my own self-effort. No, it was the grace of God. It was the Holy Spirit. It was the Spirit of grace that enabled me to see that breakthrough. Now, guys, what I want you to understand is that while this has a historical context, you also want to understand this truth that everything that you see in the Old Covenant, a majority of what you see in the Old Testament, guys, is types and shadows. And so, while this had a, an actual historical context, it is also types and shadows. Well, what is types and shadows? Well, uh, anything that you see under the Law of Moses is actually a type and a shadow, and the reality of that type and shadow is fulfilled in the New Covenant in, in Christ. Remember, guys, we taught uh, a few years ago this series on types and shadows versus reality. And one of the things we shared on as well was that Jesus is our Sabbath rest. You see, a type and a shadow is a picture. It's a foreshadowing. And so under the Old Covenant, for example, the Sabbath was an actual day. And so they did have an actual day as the Sabbath. But at the same time, guys, you want to understand that the Sabbath day was a type and a shadow to the real Sabbath, which in the New Covenant, guys, glory to God, is a Jesus. You see, you want to understand that Jesus is our Sabbath rest. You see, you want to understand that for us in the New Covenant, New Covenant believers, our Sabbath is Jesus, meaning we rest in what Jesus has already done for us, guys. You see, you see, you don't have to labor to get healed. You don't have to labor to be righteous. You don't have to labor to be delivered. No glory to God. Jesus, through his finished work on the cross, already did that for you. And so you enter into the rest, the Sabbath rest, which is the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so Old Covenant Sabbath day, type and shadow, New Covenant, Jesus, the fulfillment, the reality. And so in the same way, what we see here in the book of Zechariah is actually a type and a shadow that, 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 that applies to us in the New Covenant. And what I want you to understand, guys, he's talking about rebuilding the temple. 
Now, what I want you to understand, guys, is, is who is the temple of God in the new covenant? If you know the answer, I want you to type it into the chat right there. Who's the, co- who's the temple of God in the new covenant? Some of you guys, I'm sure, know this. It, it's you. It's me. It's us. The Bible talks about us being the temple of God. You see, you see, because the, 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 the reason, glory to God, that the old covenant was types and shadows was because, because before the cross, before Jesus, glory to God, came into the world, there was a veil of separation between God and man. God and man were separate and apart because of sin. But I want you to understand, when Jesus shed his blood 2,000 years ago, and that veil was torn, and now everybody who is in Christ is no longer separated from God. God has now taken up residence on the inside of you, child of God. I want you to understand, if you are in Christ, if you are a believer, God is not only with you, but God is in you. He dwells in you by His Holy Spirit. And so that makes you, that makes you the temple of God. You see, you see, this is why we, why we are the church guys. You see, the church is not a building. The church is not the building. No, the church is the people. You are the, you are the church. You are the temple of God. I want you to understand that wherever you go, God is with you. Wherever you go, the presence of God goes with you there. You see, because He's in, He's in you. He's dwelling on the inside of you. And so temple for us in the new covenant is, is us. It is you and me. And so what God is talking about here is He's talking about rebuilding the temple. And so what this means for us guys is it's talking about us seeing our lives restored. Glory to God. You see, guys, because, because when we talk about this being a year, a season of renewal, of restoration, and divine acceleration, we are talking about, we were, we were sharing this with you a while back, we're talking about whatever the enemy has been stealing in your life, God wants to restore that, friend. God wants to restore some things in your life. You're the temple of God. He wants to rebuild the temple. Now, what God is saying, guys, I believe, in this verse, the way this applies to us today, guys, is that God is saying that what's getting ready to happen in your life, what God wants to do in your life, it's not going to be by your might. It's not going to be by your power. It's not going to be by your human effort. No, he says, it's going to be by the Holy Spirit, guys. Glory to God. It's, it's going to be by the Spirit of God uh, dwelling in the midst of you, dwelling on the inside of you. It's going to be uh, the power and the presence and the activity of God flowing out through you into your world. It's going to be God wanting to do some things through you as he restores some things in your life. And what happens is... Whatever the mountain is, guys, it might be a mountain of debt for some of you. It might be a mountain of sickness. It might be a mountain of uh, your marriage uh, being kind of in, in a bad place. And so what you want to do is you want to you understand that as you learn to trust and depend on the Holy Spirit in your life, God is going to do some amazing things. He's going to do some amazing things through you. And all you're going to be able to say at the end of it is you're going to be able to say, grace, grace. In other words, you're not going to be able to take credit for it. You see, I, I believe, guys, we're going to get to the end of this year and we're going to be looking back at some stuff that happened and people are going to be like, wow, how did that happen? How did you do that? How did you get that breakthrough? Man, you've been struggling with that for so long. You were struggling with that addiction for years and now you got the breakthrough and, and, and you were set free and all you're going to be able to say is, is, is grace, grace. Glory to God. <laughs> because you're going to know it wasn't you who did it. No, it was the power of God 
at work in your life. It was the Holy Spirit at work in your life. Look what he says in verse 8. He says in verse 8, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, and then verse 9, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. I love this, guys. His hands shall also finish it. There's some things in our lives, perhaps, where we started off, maybe we got off track. Now God is saying, if you've started it, you're also going to finish it. He says, his hands also shall finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. And guys, this kind of spoke to me about our ministry too. I believe God is really saying, you know, we laid a foundation with our ministry and back in 2019, and now we had this break, this, this thing that was going on, and now we came back, and I really believe God was saying that he wants to finish what he started. And I believe this applies to you guys as well. You know, whatever God starts in your life, I believe he wants to finish it. And the way he wants to do that is by you understanding the role of the Holy Spirit, the importance of, of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace. Now, look with me in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29. Let's study this a little bit further. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29, because we got to understand the role of the Holy Spirit when it comes to the grace of God in order to really understand how crucial the Holy Spirit really is in, in our lives, guys. And I want you to see that the Holy Spirit is actually the Spirit of grace. Now I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29, and I'm really going to focus in only on the, on the last part of that verse. He says here in verse 29, now, the context here is he's talking to people, to these Hebrew believers who were on the verge of, of turning away from their faith in Jesus, and they were going to go back to the old animal sacrificial system. And so that's kind of the context he's talking about. But I really just want to get in, get, get zero in on the very last part of that verse. And so here's what he says in verse 29. He says, Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God, and has counted the blood of the, of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified and an, an unholy thing. So he's talking about them, you know, rejecting the finished works of Jesus and going back to the uh, old animal sacrificial system. But here's the last part of the verse, guys, that I want you to see. And hath done despite unto, watch this now, guys, the Spirit of grace. The Spirit of grace. And so I want you to understand, friend, that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of grace. Look at this verse in the Amplified translation, and praise God, the Amplified has a lot of words, and so I'm just going to focus on the very last part of this verse, guys, in the Amplified, <laughs> praise God. And so he says in the very last part of this verse 29 here, Hebrews 10, 29, Amplified, he talks about the Holy Spirit, watch this now, guys, who imparts grace. Take note of this, guys. The Holy Spirit who imparts grace, the unmerited favor and the blessing of God. And so the Holy Spirit is actually the one who imparts the grace of God. The Holy Spirit is the one who administers the grace of God. Now, when we talk about the grace of God, guys, remember, we're talking about First of all, we're talking about a person. We're talking about Jesus because Jesus is the grace of God. Praise God. And the person of Jesus takes residence on the inside of you 
by way of his Holy Spirit. And so Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, is right where you are. You see, he's not distant. He's not far off. And thank you, Lord. I want you to understand that he is with you no matter what's going on in your emotions. You see, sometimes people think God is with me when I can, when I feel him, you know, when I have a positive emotional experience. Now, while we don't want to put down those experiences when they come, you want to understand God is with you no matter what is going on. You see, you can be all messed up in your emotions, but the presence of God is right there. And as you will see, when you are aware of his presence, when you're practicing your relationship with him through the Holy Spirit, what happens is he's actually in those dark moments, man, those, those deep, dark moments where you don't really know uh, if, 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 if you can make it, the, 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 those dark moments that you have sometimes where you're doubting, where you're questioning, where you're wondering, well, if God is really with me, why is this thing happening? Well, the Holy Spirit, glory to God, is there to remind you of his presence. The Holy Spirit is going to be there right with you in that ditch, right with you in that dark place to remind you of some promises that he has already made to you, friend, you see, you see. And so the Holy Spirit is with you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. Now, the grace of God is a person. It is Jesus. And guys, the grace of God, one of the ways we define the grace of God is the unmerited, the unearned, the undeserved favor and blessing of God. You see, the grace of God is God being good to you, not because you were good, not because you earned it or deserved it, but because God is a good. Now, the Holy Spirit imparts the grace of God. What does that mean? And what this means basically is that the moment that you got born again, when you received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, the Bible says that you are then born of the Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit imparts the grace of God because, watch this, friend, the Holy Spirit is the one who imparts your new nature. He imparts your new recreated nature. You, you, you are actually, thank you, Lord. In fact, let's look at this right now. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. I want you to see this. This is awesome, guys. This is awesome. Remember, I was telling you just a moment ago that in this new covenant, we believers are no longer spiritually separated from God. In other words, you see, the old covenant, people were separated from God because of sin. Amen. Sin had separated people from God. Now, Jesus dealt with, with our sins 2,000 years ago on the cross. Glory to God. And because Jesus dealt with our sins 2,000 years ago, guys, I want you to understand sin can no longer separate you from God. And so, and so the Holy Spirit imparts the grace of God. He imparts your new nature because the moment that you are born of the Spirit, the moment that you say yes to Jesus, the moment that you received Him into your life, regardless of how you felt at the time in your emotions, He takes up residence on the inside of you. And the Bible actually says that you have become one spirit with the Lord. Look at what he says here. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. And again, he talks about some other stuff here. And I'm not going into the context of what he's talking about here. I just want to extract this truth here in verse 17, where he says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Glory be to God. 
Child of God, if you are joined unto the Lord, if Jesus is uh, the Lord of your life, he says here that you have become one spirit with him. Now, what does that mean? That Greek word here for one is the word has. It literally means one to the exclusion of another. And so what this means is it doesn't mean that your, your spirit is the Holy Spirit. Catch me now. No. But what this means is that you have been grafted into the Holy Spirit. You've been grafted into the Godhead. In other words, you're joined unto God through His Spirit. You're joined unto uh, the Lord by way of His uh, Spirit. And so that means that the deepest part within you, your born-again spirit, Catch this now, friend. Your born-again spirit has been made to be just like Jesus. Now, I know this is radical, perhaps, for some people, because you, haven't, you might have not heard this before, but I want you to understand, because remember, what you are, man is a, is, is a um, tripart being. Humans are, are three parts. You are spirit, soul, and body. Now, your spirit, that's the deepest part of, your, of, of who you are, that's the part of you that, that got born again. That's the part of you that the Bible talks about being in Christ. There's a lot of cases in Scripture in the New Testament where you will read the phrase, in Christ. And so what that means is that's, that's talking about your spirit. That's talking about who you are in Christ, your new identity as the righteousness of God, which was recreated the moment you got born again, the moment you, you got saved, basically. Now, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and then obviously you have a physical body, and so what you are deep down is your spirit, you possess a soul, you see, and you live in a physical body, and so your spirit, the recreated part of you, friend, no matter what your life looks like in the natural, no matter where you find yourself, no matter perhaps the mess you find yourself in, friend, no matter you know, how crazy, glory to God, your emotions get every now and then. I want you to understand the new you. This is why the Bible says that you are a new creation in Christ. Well, what is he talking about? He's not talking about your body, friend. Your body didn't become new when you got saved. No, your body stayed the same. He's not even talking about your, your soulish realm because you might have what changed was you became a believer, you believed in Jesus, but, but much of how you think and how you, how you thought still stayed the same. This is why the Bible says that we have to renew our mind in the Word of God. And so what he's talking about when he says that you are a new creation in Christ, he's talking about your born-again spirit. He's talking about the innermost part of who you are. That innermost part of who you are has become grafted into into Jesus, guys. This is why Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Glory to God. You see, the vine and the branches are not separate, separate, guys. The vine is the stronger vessel, but the branches, the branches are a part of the vine, and the branches exist now to bear the fruit of the vine. God wants you to bear some fruit. Now, the way you're going to do that is not by you struggling, striving, and performing to try to be okay with God. No, the way you do that is by understanding your standing as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, by understanding that you're in Christ, by understanding that your spirit has been made righteous, your spirit has been joined unto the Holy Spirit, you see. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.